<laughs> All right, guys. Welcome back to Between the Sticks. And uh, pretty proud of us this week. You know, we're going back-to-back -back weeks. Not too bad. We just got done with our own soccer game, which was... Uh, Chris, how would you just describe our, our soccer game tonight? Disappointing. Disappointing, to say the least. We were up 2-0, just like we've been like in many of our games. We started, to look, started out early. Then our out-of-shape asses just get tired, and we, we crumble. We crumble. But we, up, didn't, we didn't lose tonight. Like, but up week. two goals in two minutes. We did. We did, we did. Um, it was not fun. Not fun, was it? But oh well. We're here to decompress and talk about some actual good soccer players. Because we know, God knows, we are not good soccer players. Um, so not a whole lot has happened. Um... Since our last pack, since our last podcast, but some good, um, actually, quite a bit happened with the with the women's Euros. Uh, we had the semifinals and the final. We also had some more like friendlies go on. Uh, what do you want to start out, Grayson? You want to start with the women's Euros? Yeah, let's go. Since that was like the big thing that's that was, going on in soccer. Was, yeah, yeah, that was big. Very monumental. Uh, so during the week, uh, was it Tuesday and Wednesday? Right back to back was mm -hmm. the semifinals. Uh, the first one was Germany, France. Or no, no, no the first e one was England, England Sweden. England, yeah, yeah, Sweden. England dismantled Sweden. They look good. Yes, they did. 4-0. Um, which I'm not not too surprised about. England's been looking pretty good all tournament. Uh, so, but 4-0 is a pretty hefty win. Mm -hmm. So they had been feeling pretty good going to the final after that game. And then the other one was Germany, France, which we, we both said last week that it was going to be a close one. Could go either way. And it ended up going Germany's way. They they played that was a very physical game. Yeah. Uh, it was very close. France defensively it was very compact. They didn't really you know try to attack a whole lot, but Germany once they got the ball on the counter attack they kind of wore France down. Yeah. And it showed towards the end of the game that you know Germany's attack was you know gonna yeah. last longer than France's you know defense. I think they they just had more out. stamina, which was mm -hmm. which really helped them out. Ended up winning two one. Um, so. Prediction-wise, because we made predictions last week, uh, we both predicted England. Mm -hmm. That was an easy win. You predicted France. I predicted Germany. Yep. Uh, like, but, well, you know, like I said, it could have gone either way, but, but I ended up being right. During the game, you texted me and you said, France is going to win. You're like, I called it. And I go, I go, Joe, you picked Germany. But. <laughs> and I said, all right, Germany's going to pull it out. <laughs> I completely Change forgot. up real quick. I completely forgot how to pick Germany, to be honest. Uh, and they did. And um, when it came to the final, did you, like, uh, I kind of forgot the finals being played today, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. I woke up this morning, and uh, as soon as I checked my phone, saw it was a 90th minute, and that was tied 1-1, so I didn't get to really watch anything besides, like, the extra time in the England-Germany game. Grayson, did you watch any of it? No, it was. I thought it was a lot later, like it was going to be, like, 3 o'clock, yeah, like they, the other games. Like, a, like, a, like 11 or something. Yeah, it was, it was like, noon or yeah, something. Yeah, it was an early game. So I, I didn't even know it was on. I forgot. Um, but it seemed like a very back-and-forth game. It very did. Very good game. Uh, I watched an extra time. Uh, England, they looked tired. Like, Germany, like they, they honestly, I thought we were going to take it. Uh, they looked good on the attack. England looked super tired. Uh, and then Germany, I can't remember exactly what minute mark, but it was before England scored their, like, their, like, their game-winning goal. Subbed out like one of their best defenders, hmm. which didn't make too much sense to me. Uh, but they did. Um... Button. We had a special guest today on the podcast and my dog Button and her fat self. Uh, but England's game-winning goal. Uh, 
It was off a corner, kind of just like a little toe poke in, but England won it. They brought it home like we both predicted. Uh, so good, good for England bringing it home. Uh, Grayson, got anything to add? Yeah, congrats, congrats to England. Uh, it finally came home. It finally did come and home. And it will be coming home in the winter again. In the World Cup? Uh, uh, I don't think so. But, but I'm glad uh, that team won. They showed a lot of, uh, you know, compassion. They were very uh, passionate about the, the tournament. You could tell that they wanted to win from the get-go. Yeah, absolutely. They they, uh, they played as a team. Their team their chemistry really showed on the field. Absolutely. Uh, they trusted one another. Their coaches made, from their substitution standpoint, whenever I was watching the the Sweden game and what it looked like from the the final against Germany is their coach really knew what she was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah made yeah. some good decisions. Yeah, whenever I was watching uh, England and Sweden, England looked much much more organized. Like yeah. they they knew the system that they were playing, and those players they knew exactly like what was expected of them and like you know to trust one another. And I think that that's what carried them against those teams that they played against. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, something kind of crazy. They were talking about it like during the game. Germany's record in the Euros, or it might have been like all like international competitions, was like forty something and three. Like their record in like international is insane. Mm-hmm. So to be beaten by England, you know, props to England. They 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 pulled it out. They did good. The the one German striker pop or whatever her name, yeah. the one who scored two goals against France, she was going ham. She was yeah. She had a good yeah. tournament. Uh. And actually, so like when Germany conceded against uh, France, it was an own goal, right? Mm-hmm. That was the first goal they conceded all tournament, up until England scored on them twice. Like that was like the only goals they got conceded the whole tournament, which is kind of crazy to be honest. Like that just shows how good like organized mm-hmm. they are in the back. But England, England broke. It was it. cool how uh, Beth Mead brought home uh, the player of the tournament. Did she? The striker. Uh, she plays for Arsenal. Yeah. Me, me and Michaela follow her quite often. Really? So I'm very familiar with her. So I'm proud that she finally got a trophy because yeah. she hasn't gotten one with the club in a few years. <laughs> so she's been going ham. and. It's been hard for Arsenal to win trophies <laughs> the past few years, hasn't it, Grayson? Yeah. <laughs> but... I mean, do you th- okay? This is a, a question that we've gotten from this Euros. Do you think, right. based off the outcome of this Euros, do you think that this England and German team could give the United States women's a run for their money? Who um, like is this showing how like the rest of the world is catching up from women's soccer? It's going to make it much more competitive. I think it definitely has potential, um, especially defensively wise. Like how I said, Germany hadn't conceded all like all tournament, uh, especially about an opposing team up until they played England. And uh, how good England has worked, has looked, beating Sweden 4-0, which is substantial, uh, and then beating Germany. I think USA, I think they will have some competition. Uh, the World Cup will be in 2024, right? Mm-hmm. For the women's. Uh, I think USA, I, yeah, I think they'll be in for a shock when the World Cup, like when the World Cup comes around. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think it's really helping teams like England, German, the, pretty much the semifinalists, because what's different from Euros to like Concacaf is like those teams are able to get that those tough games, those tough experiences yeah. for their team. Whereas like the U.S., they're playing like they're, they're not playing I mean Mexico, and Canada, they're all right. Yeah, but, but they're, they're not facing like against mm-hmm. like real competitions. And like, so it's it's hard for U.S. to grow and like get better whenever they're they're not necessarily able to play these tough like tournament level games absolutely like yeah. like these teams were playing in the euros yeah and so i think that that's going to make europe uh much more right. even with the u.s yeah yeah yeah, absolutely yeah 
So I think it'll be definitely a, a more interesting uh, World Cup to watch. It's like coming up in 2024 for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so that about wraps it up for the women's Euros. Uh, next, we got some uh, probably the best match that's happened all week was Man City Liverpool, the biggest match that happened, mm-hmm. uh, which just happened yesterday, right? Yes. Um, first half looked good. Uh, it was tied 1 1 at half. Uh, uh, what uh, Man City's new striker, not Holland, the other one they signed, uh, Julian Alvarez. Yeah, yeah, he scored a goal. And uh, he looked really good, and he did. It's crazy how they signed him in the January transfer window for only seventeen million, which is pretty insane. He's he, young too, so he play, yeah. And he plays on Argentina's national team, which is good for and Argentina. If, and you see all these strikers that are being sold this year for you know forty million plus, a crazy amount and of money. So the far. amount that Man City signed him for is looking like a bargain. Yeah, absolutely. I think it really helped him, help Man City too, because like when they originally bought him. They just loaned him right back out to a team he was already on, so like he didn't have to come like right on when Man City had all these attacking options, like when they had Sterling and Jesus still. Uh, Holland did not have a very good game at all. It looked uh, terrible. Trent's goal, did you watch Trent's goal? Yes. It was, it was a pretty good goal. That was, it was yeah. good goal. But I think the, the spotlight of this game was on Darwin Nunez and Hurling Holland. And how they were gonna, you know, play against each other. The two new signings, showing what they have, and Nunez, one, he one won, performed, he one didn't. This. Yeah, he had. A, he's recently he's been on form. He started out really, really bad. He did in preseason, but he started to gain his stride. Score four goals in one game as a substitute. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. He's looking like a real aerial threat for Liverpool. That's something that they've been lacking in yeah. the, the previous years. Absolutely, yeah. So Liverpool, I think, are definitely looking currently a lot better than Man City. What do you think's going on with Man City? Because they haven't been ultra impressive to they start out this preseason. Uh, I think Jack Grealish. I don't. I don't think the money they spent on him was, mm-hmm. and like now, like because they have to rely on him a lot more. Because before they had a lot more people to like rely on, like when they had Jesus and Sterling, but now like after selling those two, and they're gonna have to rely on him a lot more, and he hasn't really shown anything uh i think it's gonna be hard for him to like come in and be that good uh holland's gonna definitely take some time to adjust to man city and pep style uh but overall like man city sold like a lot of their good players and besides holland i don't think they've signed too many people to replace them Mm -hmm. so i think man city like their their depth is not there um so I, I just don't think Man City's going to be all, gra- all that great this season, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think something that's bothering Jack Grealish is like something that Gareth Southgate and Pep Guardiola has been trying with him that I don't think has worked. Like They've been trying to play him as like an out-wide winger. Yep. And whenever he, at his time at Aston Villa, whenever he was top, top, in the in the league with yeah. a, as a midfielder, he played as like a cam, yeah, like a, a playmaker type role. And Southgate and Guardiola, they like him playing wide, but I don't think that's really worked out for him. Nope. I think you know he's great. He excels best when he's a cam, yeah. But obviously he'll never play cam because you know they have Bernardo Silva, KDB. Yeah, he he's not getting and that so midfield. I think they're I, I think that he's kind of being held back because of the position that he's asked to play. True. But I mean, if you're in that Man City team, no matter where you're put, you know, I mean, you're gonna play wherever. Exactly. It's hard to get into that team. Yep, and you're gonna have to perform yeah. too. Yep. So that's that's some tough pressure. Yeah. And. uh but props to Liverpool for winning that game. They did. Uh, yep. They have looked pretty decent in Liverpool's preseason. Liverpool's looked really good. Yeah, they have. Um, 
But I think uh, Guardiola's, you know, thankful that they got this game to play preseason because oh, with such a drastic change in his team, with almost like a completely brand new front line. Yep. It, it's gonna, you know, it allows his team to adjust some. It, yeah. Little tweaks here and there. And yeah. So. I think he's he knows now what he has to work mm-hmm. on and how to build to. Because I mean, the Premier League is well a week away, mm-hmm. so they're gonna have to they're gonna have to get a lot of stuff together in order to hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause yeah, the Premier League is only a week away, which is kind of crazy. Starts this Friday. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, but we're finally back into it, and then I don't know how long exactly they'll be playing for, cause cause of the World Cup. Do you, I honestly don't know how they're gonna schedule it. Do you know if like they're like taking a break for the World Cup, or are they? They gonna have st- to. Are they gonna like continue playing I mean, with all the players out? If they have to uh, have a break, I don't know if they are, but it would be best if they did because. How could you have a Premier League if the, if they were to do like the Premier League without have, without all you the could people have a, going? You could have like yeah. Leicester City win the Premier League or exactly, something. Yep, you know? yep. They have to have a break because teams won't be able to you know play their whole team. Man City will have to be playing with you know a bunch of U eighteen players. Exactly. If they do that. And what's going to be tough too because like after the World Cup, they usually give like players an extended period like for holiday mm-hmm. to like take time off. But now with like the season still back in after the World Cup, these players have to go. Like straight from playing the World Cup, like I don't know how many games like a week they play, and then straight back, uh, flying from Qatar, flying to England, and then right back to it. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be really exhausting and really tiring on the players, which I think is gonna hurt a lot of teams. I think, and a lot of people are arguing against like the five sub change that they've been they've implemented yeah. too fast, but I think it's really gonna sh- show why that 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 was a good change Absolutely, after the World yeah. Cup because. Teams are really going to need to utilize that more in order to conserve their players. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, it's going to be really, it's going to be a hard season for those players. They're probably going to play, you know, you know, upwards to like 80 80 games this year. Yeah, a year. That's and that's going to probably mean injuries too. So players are already injury prone. They're most likely, if they're not taken care of, they're going to get hurt. Like Aaron, like Holland, he very well could get hurt. You know, squad depth is going to be the biggest thing this season. Who's going to have players that are able to step up when they need them? Yeah, which Man City does not look like they have. No. And uh, another big game that uh, we have have a few more big games that have uh, happened, but Germany, uh, in their league, they had a a kind of like a a preseason trophy uh, championship type game where they have like the Bundesliga winner and then like a League Cup winner. Yeah. Where... uh, Bayern played Leipzig. Yeah. And the score ended five to three to yeah. Bayern. So. With Sane finally scoring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is Sane good. and Mane. And Mane? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mane. Mane. <laughs> Mane. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that was a, that was an extremely high scoring game. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh you know, Bayern they're used to racking up those trophies in uh Germany. And, and it was no surprise that they won that. I think they'll definitely continue to do that. But Bayern getting back to the dominant force like in all of Europe. Might be. I don't know how it's gonna work out for him. Uh, a bunch of news articles were saying how Mane had was pretty impressive on his debut. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure as, he is. And yeah. they've been pl- they played him as a number nine to replace yep. Lewandowski. So, which that's kind of interesting. I think Mane can work as a number nine. Yeah. Uh, my biggest concern for Byron is though, they sold Lewandowski. He's 34 years old, and replaced him with Mane, who's what like 31, 32 years old. It's like 31. Yeah. yeah so I. I think I mean how long do you know like how long uh, Monty's contract was? Probably three years. Three or four, yeah. So I, I think pretty soon here. I know Monty's great, but they can't rely on him forever. So they're gonna have to like look for someone to replace him relatively soon. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other big t- 
teams that are looking impressive, especially in the Premier League, Arsenal, your team, mm. they're looking pretty good, Grace. They just beat Sevilla 6-0. Six, six that, that was good. Yeah. That was very impressive. Uh, Jesus hat trick? He, he did. Jesus did have a hat trick, and Saka did have two goals. He did. Uh, Finally scored a penalty. <laughs> yeah, but Jesus has hit the ground running. Uh, our team looks very organized. They do, Like yeah. Arteta definitely looks like he has a vision, yep. and he's implemented that. He's yep. bringing in his own players that he coached at City with Zinchenko and Jesus. And it really looks like Arsenal know what they're what they're wanting to do, not just, you know, going out there and hoping for the best. Yeah. But it looks like every player knows their role. Odegaard's looking like a free roamer. Phenomenal, yeah. He's, look, he's looking great. When Odegaard is back at uh, Real, even like I noticed him there and how good he mm-hmm. looked. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And it's also cool how in preseason with our starting back line that they haven't conceded a goal yet. Which is really and, impressive, yeah. You know, it, whenever Arteta first started, it was like, you know, how many goals are we going to concede this game? <laughs> and now, you know, the fans actually have, you know, tr- faith and trust in that back line. Yeah, Because they they, they're one of They're emerging to be one of the most solid back lines in the Premier League. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm proud to see that happening. And uh, yeah. I'm glad we have mo- a ton of momentum because we went undefeated in preseason and that we, we have this momentum headed into the Premier League. And yep. that's something that we haven't had in the past, and so I'm glad to see that. It's looking good. I know it's something that you've always called it, like Arteta when he first like, like uh, started. You always called it a project. Mm. And now it's looking like that project is becoming something yeah. very real, and Arsenal are, are looking good. Even though they haven't has Champions League, you know, every year they've elevated what they've done. Yeah. The squad slowly has improved. If you look, you know, the team we had four years ago versus now, it's night and day. Yeah. And uh, we have a ton of depth, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see what Arteta's doing. Absolutely, absolutely. Arsenal, I like them. They're looking good. He They're brought right. the fans back. He did. He, he did, brought the yeah. trust back, and it looks like for once you the fans are happy and not you know toxic (laughs) yeah uh in a way i think like arsenal finishing fifth last season will be like a blessing in disguise i know you wanted champions league football bad Mm -hmm. but uh i think especially with all the youngsters on arsenal and a lot of like this big like this like new team i think europa league is a good way to get them like european experience so I also don't think it puts a lot of pressure on them. I think they can easily win. They yeah. should win Europa League, to be honest. Uh, I think it'll be a good way for them to get a lot of good experience. I think it'll, I think ultimately playing Europa League will be good for Arsenal. Yeah, I think it will our be. entire like ninety percent of our team, our starting eleven, is like twenty four years or younger. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm glad that and you not, know that they'll have that too. Yeah, and if I'm being honest, I, I know how good they're looking. But to throw Arsenal, like that young team, into the Champions League where they're playing teams like Bayern Munich and stuff, I just think they might crumble under all, all the pressure, and it, it, that could ultimately like, be worse I think, for them. I think Joe's only one glad that we're in the Europa League because they know we beat Barcelona 4-0 if we ever matched up against them. <sighs> if Barca ever play <laughs> Arsenal, it would not be good for Arsenal. Remember the last time Barca played Arsenal in the Champions League? No. Uh, didn't didn't end up end up well for Arsenal. <laughs> the time before that, I'm pretty sure that's when Messi had a hat trick in halftime, and uh, ended up ended the game with four. So, yeah, right. I'm excited for the season. Um, team that's looked the complete opposite headed into the new season. Yes. Not, we talked about it last time Chelsea. They've looked bad. But yeah, we, we covered that last week. But another team is Man U. Man U have been looking awful. Uh, they lost Atletico. And then they drew Ryle uh, Valencano, who, uh, you know, losing Atletico, Atletico's a solid, like a decent team, uh, you know, 
losing them one outs. They just don't have terrible. They haven't had a quality win in the preseason. Not not one, no. And it, it just doesn't look like they're competing against Premier League caliber teams. Absolutely not. And then they've also been like struggle, like I said, like we was talking about before with transfers. And now with the drama with Ronaldo, how he's like, how people are saying like, oh, he wants to leave so bad, and Ronaldo's kind of like, like hushing that, and he finally came on and played. And then uh, he came on and played, but when he got subbed off, you know, which is normal for a preseason, you know, you want to change like all your players. Uh, he leaves the game early. He just left the stadium, like completely. Uh, so I think all that drama is also kind of hurting uh, Man United as well. Uh, but it's looking like Ronaldo. They've only made two signings this window. Martinez in in the Malasia. Yeah. And those aren't even. And Erickson. We got Erickson as uh, well. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if he'll be a regular starter. Probably not. No. To, under Bruno, but Malasia, he's all right. But Lissandro's, he's pretty okay. But nothing crazy. Nothing at all. crazy. No. Wow. no. Nothing to take them. Will they finish fifth? Yeah. Nothing to take them fifth. Or no, they finish sixth. Six. Yeah. They're, I don't think they've made enough like quality signings to take them from six up until Champions League football. Uh, even if they get Young, like if they and if that ends up happening, which is looking less likely as like day by day, that's uh, still not enough. I don't think to take them all the way. It kind of looks like they're they identified these targets, and now that they haven't worked out, they don't really have a plan B. They do not. They're just no. kind of chasing and. I wonder how much of that is Ten Hag's responsibility, because uh, I don't know. I feel you'd like have to think before Ten Hag agreed to join Man United, like he was promised certain signings, and like he like was promised to get like so many players. Because I know that's like something they talked about even before he got there. It was like they're gonna build like a whole new team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the biggest reason why Man United didn't get as many transfers they wanted is because they're not playing Champions League soccer. Like they're not playing in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Which is like, as as a player, you gotta think that's something to take in consideration. That's why De Young's not going there, because he wants to play in Champions League. So, I think that really hurt him as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just, I don't know. It just doesn't look like they're elevating their team. It looks like it's honestly just like constantly declining it is. day by day. And Ronaldo is just adding drama to the team. Yep. Which they need to sort that out soon because Yeah, they do. It doesn't even look like he's gonna play in the Premier League and that's next week or this week. Yeah. And their defense has not changed at all. Nope. They're still conceding a lot of goals. And the holes in their team that everybody have, has talked about, you know, De Gea can't play out of the back. You yep. know, Ten Hogs he, he was seen like cussing on the sideline at De Gea because De Gea just boots the ball out. You know, Ten Hog wants to, you know, play him out of the back. Yeah. He won't do that. Their defense is not a unit. They're yep. just kind of out of the, out of the way. And they're, they're, I don't, they're just not playing good together at all. No. They just don't look like they have, like, a clear direction. And Yeah. Like, what made Ten Hog great at Ajax, I don't think he's going to be able to implement that same system at Man United to make them good. Like, they're not going to have, like, that, that style that made like, Ajax so good. I just don't see that working at Man United with this team. And the team that he's been using in preseason, like doesn't even look all that good. Like he's been playing Martial, and then he has he's he loves Alanga. Yeah. And then Rashford, who's been all right at best. Yeah. It's like that. I'm not really afraid of that front three, you no. know. And if Ronaldo's not playing like he's been setting out recently, yeah. I don't see that team scoring many goals. Not at all. Really. Not at all. And it's confusing because Ronaldo, as public as he is, like making like wanting to leave 
both Ten Hag and Man United assure that he is not for sale and he is not going anywhere. So it looks like it's at a standstill for that. And like the fans are turning against him too. Yeah. And it's it's become toxic over social media. It has, and I think it's I don't know it's kind of making Ronaldo just not look good. Like for as a, like for as big as a club legend he is, he should publicly state like like what he wants instead of just going through his manager shopping for like shopping him around mm-hmm. from other teams. I don't know. I don't see Messi doing that. <laughs> Reasons why Messi's better than Ronaldo. <laughs> Facts. Um, but switching to other leagues, uh, another team that's been looking good all preseason has been Real, of course. No surprise. They won the Champions League, and they're continuing that momentum on. Benzema's been doing really well this preseason. They just beat Juve 2-0. Uh, a Juve team that I'm not too sure how they're going to do this season. They, look, they have a bunch of new players. They do. I think Di Maria's going to be really good for them. And then uh, a, a transfer that's flown under the radar was is Zachariah. They got him on a free oh, from yeah, yeah. Munching Gladbach. And he's, yep. he was wanted all over the world. Yep. So they got him. He's starting to play. Di Maria's starting to play. Yeah. Um, their team, I think they have a chance to do good in the Serie A. I think they definitely will. Yeah. I mean, obviously they're going to be top four, but how far they're going to go, I'm not too sure. They just don't look like the superpower that they used to be in the Serie A. Because, like, yeah. Inter Milan, AC Milan, they're, you know, becoming the new favorites. Yeah. And so Juventus, they got, I think this is their year, like, make it or break it type yeah. year for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, something I haven't talked to you about at all, talk about new signings. Uh, did you see the way Roma introduced Dybala? That was cool, yeah. That was insane, like, having all those fans yeah. there. Like, they, that was really cool, I thought. That's cool how... Davala went to Roma. Yeah, yeah and yeah, him yeah. under Mourinho is gonna be pretty cool. I think it's gonna be good. Yeah, I like Mourinho. Um, not, and Juventus, like they've always relied on like Kiel, like that veteran leadership and defense. Yeah, and you know Chiellini, he's in the MLS now. Benucci, it's probably his last year. Yeah, and so it's like a trans, and they got rid of Delit to Bayern. Yeah, so it's yep. it's a big transition for their uh, defense. Yeah, it definitely. Is. So that's something to keep an eye on, out an eye out for. Yeah. Um, um, do you think Benzema's a lock for Ballon d'Or this year? Uh, he definitely should be. I, I don't see like what he did with Real last season, the form he's still in. Uh, I don't. I don't see anyone else taking it from him. Yeah, I, I think. I think he's got to be the number one on the ballot. Yeah, I think it's I the think better, it's by far. I think it's the bigger question is who's number two. Um, I make like a top three. I would say Lewandowski, but for Barcelona, he's been pretty bad. I don't know if he'll continue that this year. Um, this the beginning of the season. Yeah, uh, Luis looked pretty bad for Barca to start out, but that's I think I think that's normal for strikers to like struggle when they go like first like join a new club. Uh, same way with Erwin Holland, he's having trouble. I think it's normal for strike strikers like that have always been great to like go to a new system and continue that form. Uh, but filling a top three for Ballon d'Or, I think it's gonna be Benzema by a landslide. Uh, hmm. I think KDB's got to be in that conversation. Yeah, it's kind of sad because as great as KDB is, I don't think he'll ever actually win it back a, a Ballon d'Or. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I think all I think like attackers, like strikers, wingers. I think they'll always have a lock on the Ballon d'Or. I don't ever think like a defender, a midfielder, or a goalie. I don't think they'll ever as good as they'll be. Like Van Dyke, he could have a phenomenal season, but he'll still he, lose he out. He didn't win it. Yeah, he'll st- he'll still always lose out. Um, 
KDB is definitely gonna be the top three most likely. What about Mane? Mane? Or Salah or Mane, you think either one of them? Um for Liverpool you know, reaching the Champions League final and if Salah can Salah is a joint type scorer right in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Uh next to Son. Uh Salah led pretty much led Liverpool to a Champions League final if he continues that form. I can see him placing number two. And then uh KDB I think is up there and then Lewandowski. Those that probably rounds out the yeah, top three definitely. But with one of them missing out, I think Levy does because Bayern kind of underperformed the Champions League. And as great as he was, like in the like, Bundesliga, I think Champions League definitely plays a big part in like who wins the Ballon d'Or, mm-hmm. uh, which Benzema single handedly pretty much won. Real, okay, I, I, Courtois also really helped. Yeah. Him out. Courtois is phenomenal. For me, I think it's solid number two, KDB number three. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's very fair. I think that's very fair. Um, but as far as other like uh, rankings, we have something special. We uh, did a Premier League top eight, and then who's gonna get relegated? Mm-hmm. Grayson, like predictions for the upcoming season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, me and Grayson have not shown each other our lists yet. We we made them and have not not shown each other. <laughs> do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Yep. Uh, number one, I got uh, Aston Villa. <laughs> all right, all right, buddy. all right, all right. <laughs> okay. The two that I think are going to get relegated. In 19th place, I got Southampton. Okay. And in 20th, I got Fulham. Really? Yes. All right. My 19th, uh-huh. uh, I got Everton. Huh. And in 20th, uh, I don't think Nottingham Forest. I don't think they're staying. You don't think Nottingham Forest? I don't so. think they're staying. As much as I like them. Uh-huh. And I know they've made some signings this season. Uh, this like this transfer window. I, I don't think they're going to stay. I, I think they're going right back down. Really? Yeah. I just, I just picked Southampton because they're very stagnant. They haven't done anything. Yeah. Their team's not even all that good. Yeah. Last year they weren't very impressive at all. They yeah. had a good start to the first half of the season, but they the did, second yeah. half bad. they did really bad. Yeah. And Ben Foster covered this really well on one of his podcasts. He was talking about how like once a team starts losing, how hard it is to like regain your form. Yeah. And I think that's something that's bothering Southampton. Ben, ben then, Foster's a good guy. You know, Ben Foster, if you're listening to this, you want to come on? Just let us know, man. <laughs> and then Fulham, they're just a yo-yo club. They just go yeah. in the Premier League one year, then back to the championship the next. I just have no faith in them because historically they have done nothing in the Premier League. Fair enough. You think Everton will stay up top? Yeah, I do. As bad as they are? I th- yeah, they're in trouble, but I think they'll stay up only because they have they – have co- some bright flashes of quality in their team. All right, all right, fair enough. All right, do you want? All right, I'm gonna start out with my top four, and then you'll give your top four. All right. All right. Start so, with start out with eighth. Huh? Start out with. So eighth. start out with eighth. Yeah. Eighth, I have Leicester. Really? Yep. I have I, Leicester. I have Leicester too. Eighth. I have Leicester. All too. right. Seventh, I have Aston Villa. Aston Villa at seventh. At seventh, yep. Really? I sure do. That's bold. It's a bold statement, but I like it. Who do you I, have at seventh? I put Newcastle United. Okay. But then, I, I yeah. put a slash because I could see this team like poking their head in. Right. West Ham. West Ham. Okay, I like West yeah. Ham. All right. I'm, I'm but Aston, what, what was the thought behind Aston Villa? Because I think the the listeners want to know. The listeners <laughs> want to know. About Aston Villa, uh, Steven Gerrard, Coutinho, and all that. I, I think he's put a, I think he's put together a good enough team. Besides Coutinho, can you name three players on the team? Yeah, give me like <laughs> one set. <laughs> Without Google. <laughs> um, I don't think I can, to be honest. Uh, okay. But uh, do you have no faith in Newcastle or West Ham? 
Uh, West Ham I could see. West Ham, uh, Newcastle I don't think so. Really? Maybe an eight, but that's about it for Newcastle. <sighs> I just think they've made a ton of ton of good signings. Like yeah, flawless transfer window. They're bringing in quality. Diego Carlos from Sevilla, Bruno Gimaraes, Sven Botman, who won yeah. League One. Yeah, their team's looking good. You think so? I think they're looking good. All right, who's your who's your number six? Six, same spot they were at last season. Got Man United. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, not, not I don't. I don't see them going anywhere. Uh, I can honestly see them going further down than six, to be honest. Especially if like Raul does leave, uh, I could honestly see them going further down than six. But if Ronaldo does stay and he has a good season, I, I could see him getting no more than six. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't see them doing all that well. Yeah. Fifth, got Chelsea. I do too. Fifth, yeah, Chelsea, I have Chelsea fifth. fifth yeah. I, I think I think Chelsea drop out of the top four this season. Mm. Uh as like they've made some decent signings with Rudiger and Sterling. And Cool Bali. And uh, They didn't sign Rudiger. Oh yeah, yeah, Rudiger, yeah, Cool Bali, yeah, 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 duh. No shit. Uh with Cool Bali and uh Sterling. But uh they've also lost a lot of players. Um so I I'm just I, I don't know, I just don't see him going top four this season. They haven't looked great in the preseason. Uh they could get it together and um uh, May make a run, but... It looks really bad because Timo Werner's even said he's kind of looking to leave as well. Yep. And he could go to Juventus before the season. And so, if Timo Werner leaves, you know, like... Leaves him without, like, a pure They don't shaker. have anything. No, they don't. They're, very, they're a very thin team. Yep. And they're good players like Conte and Jorginho and, yeah. like, uh, and even Mindy. Mindy's look bad in preseason. But those players are old. Yeah. And they're kind of wearing out, so... Yep. They're t- I don't know how they'll do. I don't think they'll do all that good though. Yep. Um, who do you, who is your number four? Fourth. I got your team, Grayson. I got Arsenal in fourth. Really? Yep. It's pathetic. What, what do you have fourth? Arsenal two. Spurs. You got Spurs in fourth. I have Spurs. Okay. You know, okay. A little bit of a change. You know, if, whenever I was first writing this, I had Spurs. I was thinking about putting them a second. Yep. And then in my head, I'm like, do I really think that they'll do better than Arsenal and Man City? And I was like, hell no. Hell they no, are, definitely they not. They are terrible. And so, <laughs> and so I put Spurs just because I, after the season ends, I couldn't even – I would cringe at hearing myself say that they would come in second. Ooh. So, All right, man. The All most right. disappointing team ever. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Who you have in third? Or do you want me to go in third? Third, I'll go third. All okay. right. I have Arsenal in third. You got Arsenal in third? We're going to beat Spurs. Okay. That's all right. the only reason. That's all you It's okay. just I'm not just putting Spurs above. Fair enough. That's I, the reason. From a fan standpoint, I, I yeah. can understand. I can understand. Uh-huh. From my third, I got Man City. Really? I think Man City, I don't think they're getting top two. Thanks. I don't think they're winning. I don't think they're coming to second. I think they're finishing third. Really? I do. Huh. I do. I think because of like, like, like things we talked about earlier, their squad depth, um, players just like overall that spend all this money on, not looking all that great. Um, I'm not saying KDB can just put them like completely on their back and carry them um i see him finishing third i really do hmm. yeah <laughs> wow uh i have mid city in second yeah i, I think top two is kind of obvious for you for right yeah. now uh my second is tottenham i think the transfer like the transfers they've made um how well they finished like finished out last season they tottenham finished like, like the way they finished last season was insane uh how they beat arsenal and how they won one one um, and now they just added more like more to it. 
Uh, Why do you think Spurs will do better than Man City? I just, as as Man City's squad is, I just don't like it all that much. I know they got Holland, but him adapting, his he's probably gonna go through struggles. I just, I just don't see Man City doing it. Well, I have Man City second only because I know they haven't looked good in preseason, but it is preseason after it all. Is pre- yeah, it is. And I, I just can't see myself doubting Pep Guardiola. They, they still their defense is the arguably the best in the world. Man City's. Yes, they have a great defense. Better than Arsenal's. Yes, <laughs> they do. They have a great midfield, the best midfield in the world. They definitely Rodri, do. Rodri, KDB, team. Bernardo Silva. They just signed Calvin Phillips. They yeah. got Gundogan. Fair they enough. have options. And then, you know, they have, don't forget they have Mares up top. Mares has been all right. He, he's, he scores bangers. But I just I think that team's quality is still world class, and that's going to get them to top two. Whether they're not the dominant they've been in the past, yeah. I still think that they'll be one of the best. So, top two for sure with Man City. Mm-hmm. And then our number ones, I think, are obviously the same yeah. with Liverpool coming in first. Mm-hmm. I think Liverpool win the league. Uh, the amount of options they have going up top are insane. Uh, they obviously have the best defender in the league. Uh, one of the best goalies. The best wing backs in the league, yep, too. True. Very true. Like, like Arnold, he, like Trent, he just scored a banger against him. Um, Robertson's always a workhorse. He is. And then last year, the big thing for Liverpool is whenever Virgil got injured two years ago, that team, that defense fell apart. They were terrible. But then last year, Matip and uh, Kunate, they emerged as, like, really, really great center backs, they great did, starting yeah. center backs. And so that story of, you know, Van Dyke carrying that defense kind of went to rest. Absolutely, yeah. And so I think by Matt Tip and them, you know, growing is really elevating that team. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I like man, Liverpool's depth. I like the players they have. I think there's no reason why they shouldn't win the league this year. Mm-hmm. They just about won it last year until Man City, they scored what, like, how many goals they scored, like eight minutes or something like that when they? Like under- three. Yeah, something, something like, like unreal. Against Villa, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, this is Liverpool's year to win the league. I think so. I think Liverpool are definitely the most consistent team mm-hmm. there is. And I don't even think, you know, that preseason game has any factor towards it. Like even the Liverpool won three one yesterday. Yeah. I'm not even wor- like I'm not even talking head to head. I'm just thinking like Liverpool they just look like the better team. They definitely Man do, City yeah. kinda look like they're going through like a transitioning phase right now. Yeah. Like with Which those, they oh, definitely are because yeah. like like you said, they have a brand pretty much a brand new front three. Mm-hmm. I mean their midfield is the same, but I mean they have to get used to Aki now as well because they're most likely not getting Cucurella. Uh um, He put in a transfer request. Did he? He did. But I know like uh, I think like Man City had to pay like forty or fifty million for him, they just do not want to do that. Yeah. So I don't know, but I think we have a pretty solid, mm-hmm. pretty solid list. Uh, for the most part, we agree. Uh, like for less, we agreed. Man United agreed. Chelsea, uh, Liverpool, we, we agreed for the most yeah. part. So not bad, not bad. Do you think Tottenham the seconds is too ridiculous? Uh, I I don't think that's as ridiculous as Aston Villa in the top six. You don't think so? That is Aston Villa was seven or seven. Uh, seven. That is seven. A, that is. I'm sorry, Joe. That is absurd. Watch you happy. <laughs> that is Watch absurd. You okay, so what we did is we each made two separate like start like start bench cells. Start bench cells. Yep. And then we both came up with like th- like an alternate. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you want me to start with my first one? Yeah, yeah. You so, go uh, first. So we're gonna do like start bench cell to start out, but I did managers. Oh, so, I like it. So all right, Klopp, Ancelotti, 
Guardiola. Oh, that's tough. Uh, so, like as actual players or who I want managing nope. my team? Managing your team. You have the best team in the world. You're trying to win the Champions League. And You're trying to win trophies. You're trying to win trophies. Who are you picking? Uh, right now. Right now? Like, I'm not saying historically. I'm saying, like, starting in the, starting this season. Ooh. Um, starting right now, I'm probably still picking Guardiola. Uh, and I'll want to win trophies. Uh, second. See, I love Ancelotti because I know, like, what he's done. Like, how many – like, he won, like, three back-to-back-to-back Champions Leagues, uh, which is insane. Part of me doesn't know it's because of the team he had, and he like, uh, cause like, yeah, he's won the Champions League like three years in a row, but outside the Champions League, I know those are the massive trophies, but he really hasn't won the league. He hasn't won. He won the league last year. I know, but like, all, <laughs> and his like total time at Real, like besides besides that, like, besides the Champions League, which I know is like, I'm not trying to shit, I'm not trying to shit on, I'm not trying to like dog Champions Leagues or anything. Because uh, I know they're massive trophies, but that's pretty much always won. So, I think I'll go with Klopp second and Chalky third. Really? Yeah. Uh, if I had to do this, I would pick... I think I would start Klopp. Okay. Mainly because he's always, you know, one of... The, he always makes it very far in the Champions League. Yeah. He's made it to the final, what, three times at Liverpool? Yeah. And he's won one. And he's always he's very consistent in the league. He's always top two. He made it to a ton of you know cup finals. He is. Yeah. He gets the job done. Yeah. And I just I, I like the consistency that Klopp brings you. He does. And if I'm trying to win trophies, I think I would bench or bench. Yeah. I would pick Ancelotti, Ancelotti over Guardiola yeah. only enough. because the th- Ancelotti has over Guardiola's Champions League, and Guardiola hasn't won one at Man City. It's very true. But and so. Guardiola in the Premier League has been very consistent. He has been great. He yeah. has been phenomenal. I just think like the Guardiola demands a huge budget, and I think Ancelotti, even though Ancelotti does the same, yeah, I think Ancelotti's more consistent with winning trophies, and so that's why I would pick Ancelotti second. All right. Even though I think him and Guardiola are very close. Very all right. Close. All right. I like. It. I like it. All right. Do you want me to go my my first one for Star Bench sure. Zone? Sure. All right. Now we're talking about all time primes here. Okay. All right. Uh, we got Ronaldinho, Neymar, and Hazard. All time prime, like they are. Like, so like Hazard at Chelsea, uh, Neymar at Barca, and obviously Ronaldinho. You can pick either like uh, Milan or Barca. It's up to you. Mm. Uh, but yeah, all time. I would prime. start Neymar. You would start Neymar. Avenge Ronaldinho. It's so Hazard. Hazard. See, it's tough because like when I watch like Hazard at Chelsea. The man was unreal. He, he was amazing. He was unreal. He was. Um, and I think, you know, Ronaldinho and Neymar are very close, but Neymar in his prom was, he's very, he was insane. And even though Ronaldinho had, you know, one of the best dribbling of all time, one of the best passing of all time, I just think Neymar was more of a complete player that could yeah. offer, like, you know, they're both great at set pieces. They are, yeah. But Neymar buries goals after goals and he's a he's a clutch player it's very true it's very and true. so i just think the finishing neymar has is something that ronaldinho does so, so you think all time neymar's throwing ronaldinho in his prime in his prime in his prime, in his prime. yeah 
this is kind of tough for me because, like, honestly, even like to say that you want to sell one of these three players, it's, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Um, I'm honestly probably starting Ronaldinho. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna bench Neymar and I'd sell Hazard. Mm -hmm. Yo. What 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 puts uh, Ronaldinho above Hazard in your opinion, or above Neymar in your opinion? Um, a World Cup. Uh, <laughs> Ronaldinho. Uh, I just. I think Ronaldinho's passing was a lot better than Neymar's. Um, his dribbling, I think, was a lot better. I, th uh, I think the only thing Neymar has over Ronaldinho is probably finishing. I think Ronaldinho is like, uh, plus I'm a big flair guy, so that's, uh, I know it doesn't matter all that much, but Ronaldinho, like, he like transformed Barcelona when he first came there. Like, he was like made Barcelona kind of what it is today. Like, he made them a big club again, which was really good. Uh, I don't know. I just like Ronaldinho over Neymar. I really do. Fair enough. Yeah. He helped Messi become what Messi became today. He did. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yep. Uh, yeah. All right. Next one. I did a. I was trying to think of like not huge star players, but more. You know, you have to think a little bit more. All right. All right. So I have Vinicius Jr. Okay. Usman Dembele. Okay. And Federico Chiesa. Chiesa. All right. We're talking about current form, current, right? Current. All right. For me, it's easy. I'm starting Dembele. Benching Vinicius and then really? selling Chiesa. Yeah, no doubt. Dude, Dembele's form, especially in this preseason and the end of last season, has been unreal. Like, when he stays healthy, Dembele is magic. Vinicius, I think he has a lot to work on still. I know his finishing is getting there, but like his touch and his passing, Vinicius, it's not, not the best so far. Like his dribbling is all right. I think Vinicius still has some stuff to work on. Uh, then Chiesa, um, sorry, but you're going. What do you What do you say, Grayson? I think it's close uh, between those three because just saying you'd start one doesn't necessarily mean like he's significantly better, but just you know slightly. Okay. And I think that that's what dictates this one. But I would start Vinicius. All right, all right. And then I would bench Dembele. And then sell Chiesa. Yeah, yeah sell Chiesa is pretty easy. Even though I think it would be close. Yeah. And it's not fair that, you know, Chiesa was injured a while. I think I would give the slight edge to Vinicius only okay. because even Dembele's been good but only since January, whereas Vinicius has been doing it since like Consistently. last last August. I mean it's hard because it's like uh Dembele's been hurt. Like it's mm -hmm. not really Dembele's fault. And as soon as he came back, he almost like became Aliga's top assister, which is insane. Uh I think Dembele on the ball is a much bigger threat than Vinicius uh, with his passing, with his dribbling. I think he's a much bigger threat. Uh, I think the reason, it's controversial, right? All right, Grayson. The only reason why Vinicius might appear better is because of Benzema. Benzema feeds him. He like, uh, Vinicius, if he passes to Benzema, Benzema's gonna be better at finishing. I think because of the team Vinicius is on, that's the only reason why he looks good. Mm. I believe so. I believe so. <laughs> All right, so my last one, Grayson. Uh -huh. I'm gonna do another all-time problem one. All right, we want the right back spot. Right backs. And it's all Brazilian. Uh -huh. We're going with Roberto Carlos, Danny Alves, and Marcelo. I already know where this is headed, bud. For what? You're, you're gonna go start Danny Alves. Uh, uh, you see that catch? That was that was like Spider-Man. Um, I would start Roberto Carlos. Yeah. Because he's 
He's know, one of the goats. He's one of the goats. And then Marcelo and Danny Alves. Psh, that's tough. Um, in his prom, I'd say Danny Alves and Cell and Marcelo. Cell and Marcelo. I think that's those are those two are pretty close. Danny Alves and Marcelo. I think good. I would prefer Danny Alves. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. Only for because like Marcelo's more like a modern wingback. Like he he would fit like a modern wingback style really well. Yeah. Danny Alves gives you great defense ability. He does. Uh, Danny Alves is also very good going forward. You know he, he scored was. quite a few bangers for Barcelona. Yeah. He, yeah. he had great shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Danny, whereas Marcelo had more of like a touch and more like crossing yeah, yeah. ability. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, what would you go with? Uh, definitely selling Marcelo. And as a Barca fan, seeing like, cause like I've never watched Roberto Carlos play. Uh, so for me, because like the, the amount of years I watched Danny Alves play and seeing how good he was, um, is tough for me. But to be unbiased, I mean Roberto Carlos, everyone's like, I, everyone's seen his like free kick goal. Everyone knows how good he was. I'm probably the same as you. I'm probably gonna start Roberto Carlos and bench Danny Alves. All right. All right. Yep, yep, yep. All right, Grayson. Do you want me to do my first? Like sure. My, my little mini game first. Sure. All right, it's going to put you on the spot a little bit. It's going to make you think, all right? Uh, okay. All-time, you're making a list for an all-time penalty-taking list. Okay. Who, who's your top five? Top five? Yeah, in order. Like, I won't make you I don't order. even. I won't I, make you put it in order, but like, thinking about the greatest penalty-takers. Ibra. All right. Hibovich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say he's definitely up there. Yep. I have him as well. Dude, I... All it's kind of hard to think. You want me to go through my list first? Yeah. All right. So on my list, so we're doing like one through five, right? Uh, no particular order right now, but I have Ronaldo. I know he's a fantastic penalty taker. Jorginho, he's also been very <laughs> good. Dude, Jorginho, his little stutter step, it, it, it gets him most oh of the time. My it's gosh. good. Uh, I have Zlatan. Uh, Messi, of course. You know, I can't, can't like, you know, leave out Messi. And then do you know who's honestly one of the best penalty takers of all time? Zidane. Nope. Who? Balotelli. Balotelli at penalties was insane. You cannot <laughs> deny that. I know he turned out to be a flop, but him at penalty, like him on the spot, it's a goal every time. Really? It's a goal every time, yep. <laughs> okay. Um, for me, I'd say Ibra. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say Messi. I'm going to say yeah. Messi. I would go with Ronaldinho. Gotcha. Because he, he 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 plays his penalties very well. He does. He does. Uh, the other ones are hard, like all time. I don't even. You're not choosing Ronaldo. Wh- whenever I think. You're not putting Ronaldo on like your all time penalty no, list. No. The amount of clutch penalty. You know, like when he scored, like uh, I think they put him at fifth when Real Madrid won the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronaldo's fifth. Uh, scored like the game winning, like the game, like the game deciding penalty in the penalty mm-hmm. shootout, right? Did you hear like what he said? What? Uh, that he had like a dream that he scored like the game winning goal the night before the Champions League final or something like that. It, I don't know. But, Stupid, but we're not a lot of things one of the best. <laughs> he's obviously one of the best penalty takers of all time. Um, another one I would include only because I watch a lot of their games. Yeah. I think Harry Kane's got to be up there. Oh, very true. Because he's, he's the England penalty taker, and I don't think I've ever seen him miss one. Yeah, very true. He's very consistent. You couldn't sock up there? No. But I think Harry Kane would be like my fourth, and then my fifth, I would go with like Steven Gerrard. 
Okay, that's, that's, that's a respectable choice. I think he'd be a good player. That's a respectable too. choice. I feel it. I feel it. Or like Frank Lampard. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. Good list, Grayson. Good list, good list. And then the last minigame that I have yeah. is the BS minigame. We're going to do two rounds where we're, the topic's going to be like Premier League managers. And then I'll be like, I can name 15. And then you'll be like, I can oh, name sixteen. Oh. And then if you say I can name sixteen, I could either I could be like, that's BS. And then you have oh, thirty seconds God, to, name to name sixteen. 16. Oh my God! Okay. So so you pick the topic, okay. and we, we do two rounds, or let's do best of three. Best, best of three. Best of three. Oh. And so you pick the topic for the first round. Thirty second timer. Thirty second timer. Uh-huh. All right, uh, dude, I'm going first. No, no. Okay, so you want to pick you the pick topic, the topic first? You pick the topic first. I pick the topic yes. first? Yep. Oh, this is tough. Um, I can pick the topic first. Yeah, you I go first. All right. You, uh, let's do Premier League hmm, Premier League teams. Premier League teams? Or do you want to do Premier League players? How many players we can name in like the Premier League total? Yeah. Or Premier League teams? Uh, let's do Premier League teams. Okay, teams. All right, you think I, you can I name can name twelve. You can name twelve. Yep. So, do you think I can name? Tw- I don't. I can't name twelve. Or do you think you can name more than twelve? Mm, in thirty seconds, I'm gonna say you cannot name twelve. You don't think teams. I can name twelve? In thirty seconds. All right. All right. You, timer starts now. Okay. Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, Man City, Man U, Aston Villa, Leicester City, Newcastle. Uh. <laughs> uh, uh, uh Shoot, 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 shoot. Norwich, Bournemouth, Fulham, uh, West Ham. That's 12. All right. All right, fair so. enough, fair enough. You got an 18 seconds. That's pretty yeah. good. All right. right, so 1-0. We do 1-0. One. All right. Can, All you, right. can you bring it back? So you pick this next topic. I pick the topic. I pick the topic. Um... This is kind of tough. Uh-huh. Uh... Hmm. I don't know, man. You could do like, like strikers or like. Uh, shit. This is kind of tough. You could do like Barcelona players. Like all-time Barcelona players. No, or like, like that. Obviously, like, bias, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. Let's, you can do like Man City players. Like how many Man City players we can yeah. name? All right, you want me to go first? Yeah. We'll go with seven. Seven? Yep. We'll go with eleven. You, you think you can name eleven? Yeah, I think I can easily name eleven. Easily? All right, thirty seconds. You don't, you're not oh, gonna I, up I, it? Oh, I can up it? Yeah. I can up it? You can say you can do twelve. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> shit. All right, twelve. I'll do thirteen. Okay, yeah, you definitely got. I don't, there's no. You don't think I can do thirteen? No, yeah, I don't think I can do fourteen. So I'm <laughs> all right, all right, here we go. Ederson, Kyle Walker, Nathan Ake, Ruben Diaz, Laporte, Bernardo Silva, uh, Rodri, Calvin Phillips, Eclay Gundogan, KDB, uh, Julian Alvarez, Erling Holland, Riyad Mahrez. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. You got it. All right. Good job. All right. Yep. Props to you, Chris. Props <laughs> to you, man. All right. Well, do you have any last uh, words for the viewers? Um. Um. Just thanks, guys, for listening. 
Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we end it? Uh, I think I'm all good. You're all good? Yeah, you're all good. Yeah. Uh, Premier League starts this Friday. It does. Joe's, I'm excited. Joe's going to get into it for the first time. Yeah, I've, all, I've always been a Barcelona fan, so I've always, like, only followed La Liga like, since like 2012. Uh, and uh, the only reason why Premier League kind of sucks to watch is because it's so early in the morning. Mm. Like Spanish League ends like comes on usually around like three o'clock, uh, which is nice. But Premier League games they start like at seven a.m. sometimes, which I'm like, yeah. that sucks. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm finally gonna just, like actually get into Premier League. Grayson wants me to follow Arsenal, so I'm gonna follow. Just follow whoever you want, man. Follow whoever I want. All right. But it's gonna be an interesting season. Uh, it very, is. I'm very hyped for it. Yep. can't wait. I think like a lot of the teams that we that we think are always going to be good might not be so great. You know, a lot of teams that have There's always, always upsets every exactly, year. Exactly. Yeah, I think this season could be definitely one of those seasons. Uh, you know, maybe not in force. Maybe they pull Leicester City. Maybe they want. Maybe they. Bournemouth is going to win it. Bournemouth is going to win it. <laughs> uh, we'll see. But uh, if that's all we have, I want to say thank you guys all for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. No one does, but you know, shout out every every time just in case. Uh, hope to see you guys back here next week. Uh, I'm sure we'll may probably make it a, a weekly routine as from here on out. Yeah. I say, uh, Grayson, you have anything? If you made it this far as a listener, we really appreciate. We you. do, we do. All, so. all like four of you guys. <laughs> uh, all, right. all right. Well, we'll see you next time. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>